Chapter 22, Seize the Offensive The best men are not those who have waited for chances but who have taken them, besieged chance, conquered the chance, and made chance the servitor. E. H. Chapin In the spring of 2008, Barack Obama's presidential candidacy was imperiled. A race scandal involving inflammatory remarks by his pastor, Reverend Jeremiah Wright, threatened to unravel his campaign, to break the thin bond he'd established between black and white voters at a critical moment in the primaries. Race, religion, demographics, controversy emulsified into one. It was the kind of political disaster that political campaigns do not survive, leaving most candidates so paralyzed by fear that they defer taking action. Their typical response is to hide, ignore, obfuscate, or distance themselves. Whatever one thinks about Obama's politics, no one can deny what happened next. He turned one of the lowest moments in his campaign into a surprise offensive. Against all advice and convention, he decided that he would take action and that this negative situation was actually a teachable moment. Obama channeled the attention and energy swirling around the controversy to draw a national audience and speak directly to the American people of the divisive issue of race. This speech, known today as the Amore Perfect Union speech, was a transformative moment. Instead of distancing himself, Obama addressed everything directly. In doing so, he not only neutralized a potentially fatal controversy but created an opportunity to seize the electoral high ground. Absorbing the power of that negative situation, his campaign was instantly infused with an energy that propelled it into the White House. If you think it's simply enough to take advantage of the opportunities that arise in your life, you will fall short of greatness. Anyone sentient can do that. What you must do is learn how to press forward precisely when everyone around you sees disaster. It's at the seemingly bad moments, when people least expect it, that we can act swiftly and unexpectedly to pull off our big victory. While others are arrested by discouragement, we are not. We see the moment differently, and act accordingly. Ignore the politics and focus on the brilliant strategic advice that Obama's advisor Rahm Emanuel, once gave him. You never want a serious crisis to go to waste. Things that we had postponed for too long, that were long-term, are now immediate and must be dealt with. A. Crisis provides the opportunity for us to do things that you could not do before. If you look at history, some of our greatest leaders used shocking or negative events to push through much-needed reforms that otherwise would have had little chance of passing. We can apply that in our own lives. You always plan to do something. Write a screenplay. Travel. Start a business. Approach a possible mentor. Launch a movement. Well, now something has happened, some disruptive event like a failure or an accident or a tragedy. Use it. Perhaps you're stuck in bed recovering. Well, now you have time to write. Perhaps your emotions are overwhelming and painful. Turn it into material. You lost your job or a relationship? That's awful, but now you can travel unencumbered. You're having a problem. Now you know exactly what to approach that mentor about. Seize this moment to deploy the plan that has long sat dormant in your head. Every chemical reaction requires a catalyst. Let this be yours. Ordinary people shy away from negative situations, just as they do with failure. They do their best to avoid trouble. What great people do is the opposite. They are their best in these situations. They turn personal tragedy or misfortune really anything, everything, 
to their advantage. But this crisis in front of you? You're wasting it feeling sorry for yourself, feeling tired or disappointed. You forget, life speeds on the bold and favors the brave. We sit here and complain that we're not being given opportunities or chances. But we are. At certain moments in our brief existences we are faced with great trials. Often those trials are frustrating, unfortunate, or unfair. They seem to come exactly when we think we need them the least. The question is, do we accept this as an exclusively negative event, or can we get past whatever negativity or adversity it represents and mount an offensive? Or more precisely, can we see that this problem presents an opportunity for a solution that we have long been waiting for? If you don't take that, it's on you. Napoleon described war in simple terms, two armies are two bodies that clash and attempt to frighten each other. At impact, there is a moment of panic and it is that moment that the superior commander turns to his advantage. Rommel, for instance, was renowned for his front offering, his sixth sense for the decisive point in battle. He had an acute ability to feel, even in the heat of the moment, the precise instance when going on the offensive would be most effective. It's what allowed him to, repeatedly and often unbelievably, snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. Where others saw disaster or, at best, simply the normal noise and dust of a battle, Rommel sensed opportunities. It is given to me, he said, to feel where the enemy is weak. And on these feelings he would attack with every iota of his energy. Seizing control of the tempo and never giving it up. Great commanders look for decision points. For it is bursts of energy directed at decisive points that break things wide open. They press and press and press and then, exactly when the situation seems hopeless, or, more likely, hopelessly deadlocked, they press once more. In many battles, as in life, the two opposing forces will often reach a point of mutual exhaustion. It's the one who rises the next morning after a long day of fighting and rallies, instead of retreating, the one who says, I intend to attack and whip them right here and now, who will carry victory home, intelligently. This is what Obama did. Not shirking, not giving in to exhaustion despite the long neck and neck primary. But rallying at the last moment. Transcending the challenge and reframing it, triumphing as a result of it. He turned an ugly incident into that teachable moment, and one of the most profound speeches on race in our history. The obstacle is not only turned upside down but used as a catapult, 